With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. Welcome to First Mover, your earliest look at every DFS slate. I'm your host, Dario Opstein, and this is, of course, the Monday before week 15. That's right, ladies and gentlemen, 14 weeks are in the books. Week 14, I'd say, was a pretty successful one here for the First Mover brand. I mean, a lot of good calls last Monday. Jared Goff, 300 yards, three touchdowns. I mean, obviously, he turned out to be quite chalky, but that was to be expected, and he crushed in that matchup. Tony Pollard was another good call. I think that he's continued to show just how good of a running back he is, period, even though he's now sharing the backfield with Zeke again. Dawson Knox, Evan Ingram, and Chig Okonkwo, all three deep tight end pulls from last week's podcast hit pretty nicely yesterday. All found the end zone. Evan Ingram, of course, with his massive 160-yard two-touchdown game. Donovan Peoples-Jones had a very nice day. DJ Chark had a very nice day. I mean, it was just a very solid day for the brand. If you guys are subscribers to the Player Profiler newsletter, which, I mean, if you're listening here, I imagine you are, but if you somehow have missed this, you can go to playerprofiler.com slash newsletter. You get my DFS plays of the week in your inbox every Saturday. And this Saturday, that just happened to include Jerry Judy. So if you guys were tuning in to the newsletter you and you followed that play, definitely Probably had a pretty nice Sunday yesterday with your DFS. As always, a couple couple bad beats. Tyler Boyd had a goose egg, even though T. Higgins only played one snap for the Bengals. That was a bit peculiar yesterday. Greg Dulcich only had three receptions. Nothing crazy. He didn't quite follow up on that monster target share that he had in the first game where Cortland Sutton got hurt. And then DeAndre Swift mysteriously kind of fell off the face of the earth. In the Lions' backfield, he was finally seemingly claiming more of the work again. And then yesterday, Justin Jackson gets a touchdown. So, you know, we can't we can't get everything right. I think yesterday was a pretty good day overall. So I'm happy to to be where where things ended up. And then with that, let's take a look at these upcoming Week 15 games. There are only 10 games on the main slate because there are three games on Saturday. So we have a Saturday triple header this week which has its own DFS slate, which I think we'll probably talk about at some point across this week. But this is, of course, focused on the Sunday main slate. And on Sunday, these 10 games, there's there's some interesting ones. A lot of just, yeah, very, very strange spots for some of these teams, but some pretty appealing games from a fantasy perspective overall. You have the Falcons playing at the Saints. Saints are four-point favorites over under a 43 and a half. The Eagles play at the Bears. Eagles nine-point favorites, and the over-under there is 48.5. The Lions play at the Jets. Lions one-point road favorites in New York, and the over-under there is 44.5. Pretty crazy to see the Lions favored once again, but they are coming on hot. They have a, a chance of making the playoffs. 
and the Steelers play at the Panthers. Over under there is only 38 and a half. Panthers are two and a half point favorites. So will the will the Panthers win streak under Sam Darnold continue? And the Cowboys play at the Jaguars. Cowboys five point favorites here, and the over under there is 48. So very very high scoring game potentially there. The Chiefs play at Houston, and they're 14 point road favorites. The over under there is 48 and a half. The Cardinals play at the Broncos. The over-under there is only 39, and the Cardinals are one-point favorites in Denver. The Patriots play at the Raiders. Raiders are one-point favorites, and the over-under there is 44.5. And then you've got the Titans playing at the Chargers. Chargers, two-and-a-half-point favorites, and the over-under there is 46. Last game on this main slate is the Bengals at the Buccaneers. Bengals, three-and-a-half-point favorites, and the over-under there is 44.5. Now, as you notice, there's quite a few games that stick out with with somewhat high totals, right? The Eagles and the Bears, I think, is interesting. Justin Fields, of course, has been very dynamic, so could get into a shootout there both ways. But the Eagles' defense is pretty good. You have the Cowboys and the Jaguars game. Cowboys, of course, have been very solid for fantasy, even though they almost got beat by the Texans yesterday. And then the Chiefs looking like they're going to be in another one-sided matchup for fantasy. They delivered pretty nicely for you know, for their owners last week overall. Jarek McKinnon came out of nowhere with two receiving touchdowns. And then the Titans and the Chargers game, I think should be pretty interesting for fantasy. The Chargers are finally healthy and they looked good last night. And they've got, of course, Eckler, Keenan Allen, Mike Williams, just a lot to offer there for terms of fantasy. And then the Bengals and Buccaneers game, even though the total's a little bit lower at 44 and a half right now, I do think that that could be another game where we see the over-under go up. And the Bengals have just been so good lately. They have earned being favored by this much in Tampa Bay. And I think that, I don't know, I just think that they're, they're probably going to score on the Bucs. I mean, if Brock Purdy can put up 35 on the Buccaneers, I don't see why Joe Burrow can't. So I think that's kind of where I'm looking at for the games. So five of those 10 games, I think, have some appeal. The Lions and the Jets, kind of a, a maybe sixth one because the the Jets defense is pretty good, but the Lions have been very reliable for us in DFS this year. So kind of a a, a solid slate of interesting games here. And then we'll just go ahead and get right into the DraftKings prices here. The quarterbacks on DraftKings are led by Jalen Hurts at 8,200 and Patrick Mahomes at 8,100. Then you've got a pretty decent gap down to Justin Fields at 7,400, Justin Herbert at 7,200, and Joe Burrow, 7,000. Kyler Murray at 6,900 kind of makes the bottom of that elite tier. And then there's an even bigger drop off down to Dak at 6,200. And then I think that Trevor Lawrence and Jared Goff, even though they had very good games yesterday, they're in tough matchups. And this week, Trevor Lawrence is 6,000 and Jared Goff is 5,700. As I mentioned, the Jaguars are playing the Cowboys. So Trevor Lawrence is going to have a tough front seven facing him. And then same deal for Jared Goff against the Jets front seven that Jets defensive line is no joke and then this week I think there's a lot of interesting punt plays at quarterback if we're looking to just completely spend the least amount you have quite a couple options more so than other weeks I would say Desmond Ritter making his first career start will only be 5200 against the Saints who have a solid defense but they're not as as unstoppable as they used to be Sam Darnold is 5100 he's of course on a hot winning streak and the Steelers defense is it's kind of scary, but I think, you know, we're looking about cheap, cheap quarterbacks here. This isn't, you know, none of these are bulletproof plays. 
Mitch Trubisky is also 5,000. I think he probably will start for at least one week and he's playing the Panthers. So not, not a bad matchup there. And then Davis Mills is only 5,000. He's of course going to be playing the chiefs, but you can kind of get him chasing points. Probably you're, if you play Mills, I think you're hoping for some garbage time. And I think that between the four of those guys, there's just more punt play options than usual this week at quarterback at running back. You've got Austin Eckler at 8,500. He's been getting absolutely ludicrous receiving volume. Josh Jacobs, 8,100. Derek Henry, 8,000. Joe Mixon is 7,200 against the Bucks. That's a pretty tough front seven. And Joe Mixon didn't quite come back to the full, full workload that we're used to seeing for him yesterday. I think his snap share was a little bit closer to 60 than his usual 75 to 80. And then Tony Pollard is 7,100. And Ramondre Stevenson is 7,000. Like I said, Tony Pollard just been absolutely crushing two more touchdowns yesterday. And he's every bit as good as he has looked in small samples over the course of his career. Some bell cows who were slightly cheaper than those guys are James Conner at 6,900 and Alvin Kamara at 6,800. I think Kamara is a little bit interesting because Mark Ingram just went on IR and he's probably done for the year. I think maybe technically has to be done for the year. And so Kamara should be getting more work than he's seen lately. I don't know why the Saints haven't been utilizing him very effectively lately, but I think at 6,800, maybe that's a risk you're willing to take this week. And then Zeke Elliott, I have to mention this. He's only 6,200. That's a full $900 cheaper than Tony Pollard. It was the other way around earlier this season. We talked about playing Pollard while Zeke was more expensive. And I think we should consider doing the same with Zeke because he's had touchdowns in like five straight games that he's played in. We've seen him get multiple touchdowns. We know he's capable of that. And the Cowboys are once again favored in this game against the Jaguars. Jaguars don't have a particularly spectacular run defense. So I think that there's a good case to be made that Zeke is actually a good play in DFS this week. And then you have the Chiefs running backs, I think are also pretty interesting against the Texans, who are just a god-awful run defense. Pacheco is 5,900, and Jarek McKinnon is 5,200. Of course, we've been touting Isaiah Pacheco all season here at Player Profiler. And I think that one thing that's really encouraging to see with Pacheco is he's kind of had an uptick in targets and routes lately. So the Pacheco involvement is legit. I'll probably be playing a lot of him this week. Zonovan Knight is also some cheap volume for you. He's only 5,300. And he had 17 carries yesterday for the Jets. Of course, that game was played in, you know, quite quite a snowy condition. But Donovan Knight seems to have legitimate control of the backfield. He's only 5,300. Latavius Murray, only 5,100. It's another cheap volume play. And then I think the ultimate cheap volume play this week, depending on Damian Pierce's injury status, you know, we saw him leave the game in the fourth quarter yesterday. But if he's unable to go, Rex Burkhead is only 4,600. And Rex Burkhead already has a pretty nice receiving role just in and of itself. And if Damian Pierce is unable to play this week, I can expect a lot of Rex Burkhead chalk, and I think for good reason. And that brings us to the wide receivers. This slate is not quite as loaded at the top as we've seen in recent weeks. There's no Justin Jefferson on the main slate, and there's no Tyreek Hill on the main slate. So the top of the wide receivers is Devontae Adams at 9,000, Jamar Chase at 8,300, A.J. Brown at 8,000, Amon Ross St. Brown at 7,800, DeAndre Hopkins at 7,700, and C.D. Lamb at 7,300. All these guys are great options, of course, although some of them do have tough matchups this week, like Amon Ra with the Jets and Hopkins with the Broncos. And then there's a lot of great value in that six to 7,000 range, as always. I mean, you have Keenan Allen and Mike Williams, both of them. Keenan's 6,800 and Williams is 6,300. 
just absolutely studs with with Justin Herbert. And I think that they're in a pretty good matchup against the Titans, who are very much a pass funnel defense. Titans much better at stopping the run than they are at stopping the pass. And the Chargers have one of the highest pass rates in the league. So you could see a very big game for both or either of those guys this week. I think Christian Kirk is 6,600. Chris Olave is 6,500 against the Falcons, who are terrible against the pass. Devontae Smith is only 6,400. I don't get this. Devontae Smith, why is he staying so, so cheap? Going to keep playing Devontae Smith. Jerry Judy, his price has gone up, but he's still only 6,100. I think if Cortland Sutton is out again, you can probably count on him being pretty chalky. Garrett Wilson is only 6,000 against the Lions. If the weather is good in New York this week, which is big if, you know, outdoor stadium there for the Jets, I think Garrett Wilson only 6,000 against the Lions secondary. Pretty, pretty decent bet there. Juju is only 5,800. Again, very favorable spot for the Chiefs. Hollywood Brown is only 5,500. This one is crazy to me. He's come back. He's been seeing pretty good volume. I can't believe how far down he is. I mean, he's had, I think, almost every game this season for the Cardinals since he's been traded. He's had at least six targets. Every game except one, he's had at least eight targets. So Hollywood Brown being 5,500 is just way too cheap. And then Zay Jones is 4,900. He's getting more and more popular every week. And I think, you know, last week or week 13, rather, he was really chalky. Week 14, he he kind of went away from the chalk because he flopped in week 13. And then yesterday he had a pretty nice game. So I think Zay Jones, 4,900, still makes for a good play. Drake London is 4,700. Very excited to see what Drake London looks like with Desmond Ritter at quarterback for the Falcons. I think that hopefully Arthur Smith is a little more willing to throw the ball and we see a big game for London. Traylon Burks is 4,600. Depending on his injury status, you know, we hope that he's recovering well from that concussion. And if he's able to play against the Chargers, I, I would be excited to play him in a run back on my Justin Herbert stacks. DJ Chark and Michael Gallup, I think of them as kind of similar profiles, and they're both 4,500 this week. Big play guys, and they're both capable of giving you 100 yards and a touchdown any given week. Jameson Williams, only 4,100. He saw two targets yesterday, one of them a 41-yard touchdown, and he's just very exciting speedster rookie. I think that he's going to get more and more involved, and he already showed his upside in one play yesterday. Marquez Valdez-Scantling, down to 3,800. He's had you know pretty so-so performances, but I think we still believe in the upside he possesses with Patrick Mahomes. And then my ultimate deep dart throw receiver this week is going to be Rashid Shahid. He's 3,200. The Saints have been getting him more and more involved. He's clearly got the wheels. I mean, he, if you just watch Saints games, he's got the juice and they are getting him involved when they can. He returns punts and kickoffs, I think. So you have a lot of ways for him to pay off at that really, really low price point and then make a lot of other things work in your lineup. So I'm probably going to be looking to play a little bit of Rashid Shahid this week just to mix things up. But that's it for the wide receivers. Over at tight end, Travis Kelsey is, of course, leading the way at 7,800. And then the nature of this slate is such that the next highest price tight end is 4,500 on DraftKings. That's a difference of 3,300 on DraftKings, which is absolutely absurd between Travis Kelsey and Pat Fryerbooth, who's the next highest tight end at 4,500. And then in that same area, you've got Dalton Schultz at 4,400, Gerald Everett at 4,300. Some deeper tight ends that I like are Hunter Henry at 3,300, Evan Ingram at 3,800, 
and Greg Dulcich at 3,600, but there's lots of options here. I mean, Cole Komet is 4,000. Juwan Johnson is 3,400. Hopefully he's healthy coming off of the Saints bye week. And then Chig Okonkwo is up to 3,100, still very cheap. Happy to play him. And then Kate Otten is another sneaky rookie. He's only 2,900. The Bengals D is very good. I think Brady is going to be looking underneath quite a bit in that game. So Kate Otten is in play at 2,900. Over for the defenses on DraftKings, you have the Chiefs at 4,000 leading the way. They're playing the Texans. And Davis Mills was slightly more competent yesterday but than, than Kyle Allen had been in recent weeks, but it's still the Texans. The Chiefs defense is 4,000, highest priced accordingly. The Eagles defense, 3,900, very good defense. The Bears is a pr- pretty nice matchup for them. The Saints are 3,800 against the Falcons. Desmond Ritter's first start, anything could happen. The Cowboys, very good defense, are against the Jaguars. They're 3,700. And the Bengals defense is 3,600 against the Buccaneers. The Buccaneers offensive line is so beat up right now. So this price does make some sense to me in that regard. Just a few value defenses here that I like. I think the Falcons at 2,500 against the Saints are somewhat intriguing. The Saints haven't exactly been lighting it up with um, with Andy Dalton at quarterback. Almost blanked on Andy Dalton's name there. But I, I really don't get why they haven't gone back to Jameis Winston. But I guess they're being very risk averse and nuking their season in the process. But I think that the Falcons at 2,500. I mean, we've seen, I think, a four interception game from Dalton at one point this season. So anything's possible there. I like that as my cheapest value play of the week. The Broncos are 2,700 against the Cardinals and the Broncos are a very good real life football defense. And the Cardinals have their moments on offense, but they're, they're not, you know, exactly a world beating force either. The Steelers are 3,100 against the Panthers. Steelers do have TJ Watt back from injury and the Panthers. I mean, I think this is a place where you can kind of buy into the chance that Sam Darnold is still the Sam Darnold that we mostly know and that this win streak is a bit of a mirage. And then I also like the Chargers defense at 2,900 against the Titans, especially if Traylon Burks is still out. The Titans have kind of struggled to move the ball. And even though the Chargers have their biggest weakness is the run defense and the Titans have Derrick Henry, I think that the Chargers, for a home favorite in this game, like 2,900 is not a bad price to get a defense on a home favored team. Now, let me get you guys out of here with a quick DraftKings lineup. I went with a Justin Herbert stack, double stack to McKeenan Allen and Mike Williams. Like I said, I think they're both underpriced right now. And then ran that back with Chigakwanko as my punt tight end. Got a little skinny stack with Zeke. Like I mentioned, I think he's a good value this week. Zeke at 6,200 and then Zay Jones at 4,900. And then I was actually able to, I played Rex Burkhead here at 4,600 and that allowed me to afford Jamar Chase in my flex spot at 8,300 down with the Falcons defense at 2,500. So I think that especially, you know, if Burkhead turns out to be the starter, this is what you're going to be able to do with a lot of lineups. And let me just give you guys that one from top to bottom again. It's Herbert at quarterback, 7,200. Zeke, 6,200. Rex Burkhead, 4,600. Keenan Allen, 6,800. Mike Williams, 6,300. Zay Jones, 4,900. Chiga Conquo, 3,100. Jamar Chase, 8,300. And the Falcons defense, at 2500 so very very exciting lineup i think for you know given the fact it's a monday and then you get that big game stack with the chargers run it back with a conquo skinny correlation between zeke and zay lots to like there i mean getting jamar chase was kind of like a cherry on top 
And then before I get on over to talking about FanDuel, i got to tell you guys about Angel Fire Games. They are the sponsor of today's episode. Angel Fire is a very exciting partner right now for us. They're currently running the College Bowl Pick'em Contest. You can download the Angel Fire app today. Make your picks in this College Bowl Pick'em Contest completely free. They're giving away thousands of dollars in prizes. So you just got to search Angel Fire Games in your app store. Join today. You can win thousands of dollars. You can you know bring tell your coworkers about it, your friends, your family. It's free. All the games in there are free. It's just, just a social app that you can make picks in any major sport. Everything completely free. They're giving away thousands of dollars, especially in this college bowl season. So you got to get in there and do the college bowl pick them contest if you haven't already. Go download Angel Fire Games in the App Store. Join today and you can win many, many prizes. So thank you to them for sponsoring today's episode. And now we can go back on over to the FanDuel prices. Now, FanDuel's interesting. They actually have Mahomes ahead of Hertz. So Mahomes is 9,100 and Jalen Hurts is 9,000. Justin Herbert is 8,300. Joe Burrow is 8,000. And Justin Fields is 7,900. Kyler Murray is 7,800. Same elite quarterback tier, slightly different order. And then the same follow-up tier of Dak at 7,500, Trevor Lawrence at 7,400, and Jared Goff at 7,300. Like I said, I think Lawrence and Goff, I'm a little bit concerned about the matchup this week. Dak, I'm excited to play. I think he's going to be a good value. And then those four punt play quarterbacks that I mentioned, Sam Darnold, 6,600, Desmond Ritter and Mitch Trubisky, both 6,500, and Davis Mills, 6,300. So lots of options at quarterback, as you guys know. On FanDuel, I tend to lean toward getting just that elite quarterback. So you'll see in my sample lineup later who I went ahead with. Over at the running back position, Josh Jacobs is the most expensive here on FanDuel. He's 9,200. Derek Henry is 8,900. Austin Eckler, 8,700. Ramondre Stevenson is 8,500. And Tony Pollard is 8,200. Followed by Joe Mixon at 8,100. These are kind of the elite of the elite. These guys above $8,000 on FanDuel. I think Joe Mixon... Probably someone I'm still staying away from this week just because the Buccaneers have a very solid front seven. And like I said earlier, he didn't quite get the full Joe Mixon workload that we're used to seeing. So hopefully he bounces back and we get to see more of that this week. Just below these guys, there's another solid tier of, I guess what you would call the high upside RB2s. These guys, FanDuel, I think does a better job of pricing up the guys who are getting more of a guaranteed workload. So a lot of guys who are cheaper on DraftKings, like Zonovan Knight, for example, or Isaiah Pacheco, they're not quite as much of a bargain here. For example, Pacheco is 7,600. Knight is 7,200. Travis Etienne is all the way down to 7,000. And James Conner is 7,200. Those guys are kind of locked in for a full workload themselves too. And then Zeke, like I mentioned, I think is an interesting value this week. He's 7,500. And then you've got Alvin Kamara at 7,600 and Miles Sanders at 7,800. Also, toward the top of this tier, like I said, I think Kamara, hopefully they start using him more and he'll get to see more of that upside. He typically has done fairly well in the receiving game against the Falcons throughout his career. We'll see if that continues. Some deeper values at running back. I think Damian Pierce, if he plays, he's only 6,700. So that's kind of intriguing. DeAndre Swift is only 6,600. Again, I don't know what happened with Swift yesterday. So hopefully we see him back to more of his full self this week and getting more snap share and more opportunities from the Lions against the Jets, but it is a tough matchup. I think it just shows that it's tougher to find good values on FanDuel, at least at the running back position. 
Cordero Patterson, 6,300. And then you have the duo of Panthers running backs, Dante Foreman at 6,400 and Shuba Hubbard at 6,100. I think they're kind of intriguing values. They'll probably continue to be running the ball heavily against the Steelers this week. And I think Deontay Foreman especially, I mean, the guys had a combined 45 carries under Sam Darnold's two starts, and he hasn't found the end zone in those two games. So I think he's going to be due for some positive touchdown regression if he continues seeing that heavy of a workload on the ground. And then Jarek McKinnon is 6,200. We saw him absolutely blow the game open yesterday for the Chiefs, of course. So I think he's interesting. He's He had nine targets yesterday, so he's kind of getting penciled in for a solid target share of the Chiefs offense right now, which is interesting to see. And then I mentioned Damian Pierce. Got to mention, of course, Rex Burkhead. He's only 4,800. So if Damian Pierce does miss this week, um, Rex Burkhead is going to be able to be making a lot of things work for you in your lineups. And I think, honestly... I'm, my sneaky hope is that Damian Pierce plays so that people don't make complete Rex Burkhead chalk and we don't have to have the Rex Burkhead chalk conversation. But I think Rex Burkhead could be a good play regardless because he's getting so many targets in that Texans offense. So we'll see what that what happens with that Texans backfield. That'll be a very important injury to monitor, of course, with Damian Pierce. But I think Rex Burkhead could be an intriguing play regardless of Pierce's health outcomes. Over at the wide receivers on FanDuel, you've got Jamar Chase leading the way, 9,000. Devontae Adams, 8,500. DeAndre Hopkins is 8,400. Amon Ross St. Brown is 8,400 as well. AJ Brown, 8,200. CD Lamb is 8,100. And Keenan Allen is 8,000. I think that, as always, there's a pretty good value tier in the low 7,000s and the low 6,000s here on FanDuel. So let me just read those guys off to you. Juju Smith-Schuster is 7,300. Devontae Smith, 7,200. Mike Williams is 7,200. Christian Kirk is 7,100. And Chris Olave is 7,100. Just a lot of names that I I think I could get behind any of those guys this week in DFS in that low 7,000s tier. And then Hollywood Brown, kind of criminally underpriced here too. He's only 6,800. And then in the low sixes, there's some good names with Drake London at 6,300. Zay Jones at 6,300. DJ Shark at 6,100, Traylon Burks at 6,000, and then just a little bit below those guys, Michael Gallup is only 5,700. I think Gallup, he's he's exactly the kind of profile that you want to target in a tournament lineup in DFS. He can give you a very big game any given week, and he's been seeing solid number of targets from Dak Prescott lately. Mac Hollins is only 5,700. Mac Hollins is a guy, like I said, he's also kind of got his involvement in his offense that's not really going anywhere because Hunter Renfro and Darren Waller are still hurt. Rashid Shahid, like I mentioned, he's a sneaky steal for the Saints right now. He's only 5,400. And then Jamison Williams is even cheaper than Shahid here on FanDuel. Jamison is 5,200. I think that he's, of course, very exciting, and I'm excited to see more of him on the field for the Lions. Over at the tight end position, Travis Kelsey, of course, running circles around the field. He's 8,000. Dalton Schultz is 6,500, somewhat closer behind here on FanDuel than he is on DraftKings, only $1,500 cheaper as opposed to $3,000 cheaper. It's like a whole nother world for Travis Kelsey right now. Of course, that's because there's no Hawkinson or Mark Andrews on this slate. Taysom Hill is 6,200. He's, you know, kind of come back down to earth. He had that four touchdown game and then haven't really seen too much from him since the Saints are still deploying him as a gadget player. It's always fun to see him listed as a tight end on FanDuel and then as a quarterback on DraftKings. Just, you know, good old confusing DFS stuff for no reason. 
Um, Pat Fryermuth, 5,800 for the Steelers. He's been very involved. And then you have Greg Dulcich at 5,600, who's got a very good matchup against the Cardinals this week. And he's also been fairly involved for a rookie tight end. Unfortunately, like I said, didn't see a huge game for him yesterday. Some value tight ends on FanDuel. There's not quite as big of a price drop off here, but a lot of these names I still like. For example, Evan Ingram, 5,500, coming off of that massive game yesterday. Hunter Henry, 5,200. I have a sneaky suspicion that Hunter Henry is going to have a big game tonight with Jacoby Myers already ruled out. And then this will kind of be one of those situations where he's underpriced in DFS because the prices came out before that Monday night game. Aconquo, 5,100. And Foster Morrow, 5,100. I also think Gerald Everett, he's still going to be involved in that Chargers offense, even though Mike Williams and Keenan Allen are both finally healthy. I like Everett at 5,600 still. And then, yeah, my early read, for example, on, on all these cheap tight ends, I like Dulcich, I like Hunter Henry, and I like Chico Conquo's odds of continuing his little hot streak. Of course, caught that touchdown yesterday and had a pretty nice game overall. Also had a two-point conversion catch. So lots of good cheap tight ends. Very few good high-priced tight ends, honestly. It's just Travis Kelsey on this slate. And then over at the defenses, the Chiefs are once again the most expensive on FanDuel. They're 5000 the Cowboys followed them right behind at 4,900. The Eagles at 4,800. And the Patriots at 4,700 against the Raiders offense. Kind of interesting. The Raiders offense has been such a such a mystery this year because you have, on the one hand, Josh Jacobs and Devontae Adams putting up these monster seasons, but they seem to be getting very little from anyone else at all. So their offense is still kind of sputtering as a whole. And then the cheaper defenses that I like this week are the Broncos, 3,700. The Falcons at 3,300 and the Chargers at 3,400. Kind of mentioned why I like their matchups earlier in this DraftKings defense segment for you guys. And then, of course, before we head out, I've got a FanDuel sample lineup for you guys here. This one, I went with a Jalen Hurts double stack. I think that A.J. Brown and Devontae Smith are pretty fairly priced here. I'm surprised that these guys keep having good games and their DFS prices still aren't as high as, for example, Jamar Chase and T. Higgins at their peak. Or I think that DeAndre Hopkins and um, Marquise Brown, once Brown is fully healthy, I could see their prices going back up. But as a duo, A.J. Brown and Devontae Smith is the point we're getting back to. And they're, I think you can make a Hertz double stack work with them. So I've got both of those guys in there. I also got a... Let's see what else we mix in here. It's a skinny correlation between Marquise Brown and Greg Dulcich in that Cardinals-Broncos game. It's projected to have a low total, but I think both of these guys have a pretty concentrated role in their offenses over at running back, also mixed in James Conner from that same game. So we've got a little bit of that game, a little bit of the you know Eagles double stack, rounding this out with Isaiah Pacheco as the RB2 and Rashid Shahid as the flex saving some money for us shout out to shahid and then even still kind of just barely scraping by i got the cheapest defense just to make this lineup work and that is the texans defense against the chiefs that is of course not one that you would be excited to play but i think we saw yesterday you know the broncos defense intercepted patrick mahomes three times so anything can happen the texans defense has had some decent games they're they're averaging I think it was 5.92 FanDuel points per game, which is obviously not great, but it's, you know, kind of in the middle of the pack. So you kind of hope for, I think this is one of those instances where it's okay to build a lineup 
And if you like all the other pieces you've got going on and you just have to force yourself to take the cheapest defense, you can do it because defense is by far the least predictable position and anything can happen on a given week. So I think don't be totally afraid to you know play the cheapest defense that seems to be in a really bad spot at least some of the time. I think it's a I think it's acceptable. So just to give you guys that lineup again from top to bottom, you got Jalen Hurts at nine thousand. James Conner at 7,200, Isaiah Pacheco at 7,600, A.J. Brown at 8,200, Devontae Smith at 7,200, Marquise Brown at 6,800, Greg Dulcich, 5,600, Rashid Shahid, 5,400, and the Texans defense at 3,000. I'll be happily double stacking the Eagles once again this week. They put up 48 points yesterday. Very good games for Jalen Hurts, A.J. Brown, and Devontae Smith. So, you know, looking forward to seeing them again this week. And just looking forward to another great week of football. I hope that you guys all made the playoffs in your leagues. Hope that you guys have the best of luck in the fantasy playoffs. And we'll see you back here next week.